Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the New Story Podcast with me, your host, wellness practitioner Rebecca Conran. And uh, today I'm bringing you the Gemini Season Energy Report. This is a no frills podcast. Um, I am supported by some lovely patrons on Patreon um, who have been supporting the availability of this podcast for quite some time, and I just want to thank them. You can always donate any amount to me uh, via Venmo um, at Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A dash C-O-N-R-A-N Conran. Uh, if this is something that you find helpful and give back into the energy sphere, um, or you could become a uh, patron on Patreon um, and uh, a monthly um, donation can be taken there. That's up to you. Um, all of that is uh, going to be linked in the show notes. This is not a podcast where you are urged to smash that like and share with all your fucking friends and fucking become a follower and leave me reviews. That is not my jam. My jam is as long as I feel the energy to serve in this capacity, I do so. And uh, it's not for the amount of attention that I can get for this. This is a service that I'm providing, that I'm gifting into the ethers. And um, I'll do so for as long as it feels energizing and good for me to do so. And when it doesn't, I won't provide it. And I think there's a real freedom in that that uh, comes from not doing something um, for followers or for um, external validation, you know. And this is something that I do as long as I feel empowered to do it. And I won't do it when I don't feel empowered to do it. And we'll just have to see how that goes. Um, Gemini season, what a breath of fresh air it should be for the most part, because we finally have a little bit more space in our minds to, to think and to speak freely that we really haven't had through the Mercury and Taurus season. However, Mercury is going to shift into Gemini and it's only going to be there for two weeks. So we're going to want to really pay attention and take advantage of the energy while we have it. All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this new season, Gemini season. It's all about curiosity, flexibility, and communication. And, you know, in astrology, it doesn't matter what your sun sign is. The season is going to affect everyone in some area of their lives. We all have the energy of Gemini somewhere in our personal astrology. And this energy report looks at the collective themes that will mark this period. It's not horoscope based. Um, we're all going to be integrating these themes on one level or another. If you're interested in learning the deeper aspects about your own astrology, uh, my soul astrology offering is extremely uh, deep and profound uh, session based on looking at the real meaning behind your energy, the themes of your life, your imprintation. And so if you're looking for a little bit of guidance in this way, um, you can always book a session with me remotely or come visit me in person in Kingston, New York. 
Um, but if you're already familiar with your astrology, you're going to look at your birth chart to tell you which planets and houses are going to be ignited by Gemini season this year. What's passing through uh, your chart and what area of your chart is uh, just being brought to attention? For me, this is a powerful time. I uh, generational my generation has Chiron in Gemini um, and I also have North Node in Gemini so my karmic direction forward is the medicine to my wound and I think I've done a pretty good job of harnessing that in my own life but it's a regular work you know it's it's regular everyday practice that keeps me um, in that uh, destiny basically of learning how to use words and to use the mind to my own benefit. And instead of letting my mind uh, be my master, my mind, which is basically the newest thing about me, you know, my body is made up of this ancient cellular data and my energy is this infinite, um, you know, immensely capable force uh, electrical force. And my mind is like the baby of the bunch. It's the new thing. It's the thing that has been in action since I was born, but is really just uh, focused on my experience, everything it's seen, all the data of only my life. And so the data of my life is just such a small, tiny snippet of the data available to us um, in how vast and infinite the universe is. So when we really focus on these Gemini themes, what we're really doing is saying we want to expand our minds outside of the confines of just our limited experience and the repeating of our trauma and our wounding and memories and into um, this unknown but also... Uh, magical place of possibility. And so Gemini season is all about harnessing the mind and paying attention to the thoughts in the mind and how they uh, are the baby steering the the ship, you know. Um, we don't want a baby steering the ship. We want the baby to be doing something else, but definitely not steering the ship. Okay. I think I'm all out of stupid analogies, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how the rest of this report goes. Just an FYI to everybody listening, I'm recording this on the 15th of May. Yesterday, Mercury turned direct. So if you hear me with some verbal nonsense, um, I've had just a, just as hard of, of a time as anybody else finding the words sometimes uh, with Mercury and Taurus because it's not a very... Uh, loquacious time in terms of being able to be clear in my speech, but I will, I'm going to try my very best. All right. So Taurus season was really plagued by some delays and frustrations. The, the Mercury retrograde, it really highlighted an already slow communication season and then joined with that lunar eclipse in Scorpio. We had some really intensely frustrating circumstances at time and we have work to do yet. While this current energy period continues to be marked by Pluto, 
you know, Gemini season is really here to lighten the tone. But remember, Pluto is pushing us through breakdowns and into our breakthroughs. And this is really important for us on a personal and collective level. So, yes, it, there is sort of like um, you've you have to like sort of pull your stamina at this time. You know, it's like it's easy to get burnt out if we're trying to run the sprint instead of, you know, the the cross-country race. I told you I wasn't going to do an analogy, and then another one came in, and I'm very sorry. Um, no, but this is, this is not about how fast we can get through our lessons. This is about creating a steady pace for ourselves. So you might get burned out, and then that is a really big window into where you need to focus your energy and attention really more into your self-care and creating better boundaries for yourself. So Gemini season, it is here to lighten the tone. It is here to help us become more curious about the next steps and to assist us in making communication an easier and more integral part of taking those steps. And hopefully that eases up some of the relationship difficulties and difficulties we might be having at work because now we can talk about it and we can hopefully get to a new place. Do my words, uttered internally and outwardly, reflect an enlightened state? I think that's the deeper question that we're asking ourselves during Gemini season. Um, and really just calling into mind that we need to be aware that we're participating in co-creating the world around us. We do so with our intentions and our beliefs. And that's why it matters what our inner dialogue is saying constantly. That's that's the uh, order that we're putting into the universe all the time. So it's very important that we hone in on these thoughts and beliefs so that we can help them to become more in alignment with hopefully our desire, our vision for a more compassionate, loving um, experience uh, as a human. We all have our Achilles heel when it comes to communication. Um, as I've mentioned before on this report, because it really is a fucking issue for me. Mine is when I'm driving and it becomes really easy to curse out any old slow poke in front of me from the privacy of my own car. I wouldn't say that I am in any way someone who participates in road rage, but it's interesting that it just comes without me having any kind of thought about it. Like there's no consciousness behind it. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? That's, that's me when I'm driving. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you going to go blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, like just a snap switch, you know? And I have to really be like, wait, it didn't, there was absolutely no thought that went into that. It was just a, a an automatic response. And so we all have these Achilles heels where the automatic response that comes out is not maybe our most pleasant selves in terms of communication. It might be when we're on the phone with the internet company and we're, we have to be aware of, you know, how our frustration or annoyance comes out at the person that's just doing their job on the other end of the line. So in our day and age, you know, there is just a lot of terrible communication going on. Just check out any comment section on a random internet post and you will see just the worst communication in society happening. And, um, you know, this season is an important 
it's an important time to really consider that all dialogues are a reflection of the authentic self. So there's a part of me that's an asshole that comes out when I'm driving. And um, if we are more often than not disparaging towards others or ourselves, we've got some work to do. So Gemini season is here to help us to tune in more carefully to our self-expression and thus become better co-creators. So does your dialogue come from a wounded ego or is it an extension of wisdom and a reflection of your loving nature? These are all questions and the themes that we're going to be tuning into through this season. So we're going to start uh, the season, we're going to work through some of the major transits. Obviously, there's always transits going on. Every single day, there's shit going on. So these are just the ones that I want to highlight, the major heavy hitters. But, you know, when it comes to energy day to day, you really have to tune into your own rhythms and what works for you. Um, so some of these days that could say, you know, I could say, whoa, this looks like an intense energy. Depending on your chart, you might be feeling really empowered and in flow by that. Um, so it's important to every single day ask yourself, well, how am I feeling? What's going on with me? What's mine? And uh, not to just take anything at face value to just really tune into what your personal needs are. So even though we are moving out of Taurus season, I want to mention, which I mentioned in the last report, the new moon in Taurus, which is happen on, happening on May 19th. And this is important because it's two days before we, um, it's an important reminder, it's two days before we head into Gemini season. But new moons really are a time for new beginnings. And this is just a really good day to set intentions and to create clarity around your long-term material and physical goals. And the reason for that is that Jupiter just entered Taurus. And so the energy that felt intense and competitive and driven, you know, there's that's all happening, sure. But there's also some real cosmic magic afoot right now to solidify our dreams into reality. So we need to align that vision on this day. New moons are the day where we set those intentions. Hopefully we spend some time in ritual with ourselves, writing things down and and uh, putting our order into the universe, basically. And it's a time to really percolate ideas. The steps are going to come later. But I want to mention that, you know, harness this energy. When there's a call to action, like a new moon is a time to set intention, create new beginnings for yourself, use that energy. When it's a full moon and it's time to release, use that energy. You know, um, part of the the wisdom this month and of Saturn and Pisces in general, which is a, an ongoing theme, is that we harness our spiritual practice. And I see so many of my clients not dedicating time to that spiritual practice. And this is not to narc them out either. This is a common thing. But if you don't dedicate time to that practice, you're not going to see changes taking effect. You know, the practice, the spiritual practice, you don't do it just to gain results. You do it because the cumulative effect is that you trust your intuition more, you become more connected, and that uh, it's easier to go through life because you're not just a spiritual tourist. You're actually in a practice that that helps to guide you daily. Um, through difficulty and through good times. Um, 
So this is really important to really harness these rituals that come along for us, especially in the Western world, because everything that is sent our way in Western, in the Western culture is profit-based. Um, all the imagery, all of the news, anything we see on Instagram, all of that shit is really so profit-focused and not... Um, based in in actually taking care of us and so we have to really work even harder to override that programming that's going on to make sure that we're in charge of our inner narrative and we're in charge of what's going on you know I live by a train um, there's a train that passes by my house I live in a in quite an industrial area which is great it's very peaceful and quiet but there's a train that goes by and I notice that when I read about train crashes and things, um, that my mind so more more easily in the news, my mind more easily is thinks about that as the train passes my house. It thinks about will this crash, will this train derail itself and crash into my home? Now it's so rare that something like that happened. And what would I be able to do in order to stop that if that? if it did happen, right? If some, if an accident like that happens. So what's the point of me continually going into a fear-based place? But that's sort of the result of what media does to us. It plants these seeds of information, of fear information. And instead of me going, of course, a train accident is a tragedy, an absolute tragedy and can have serious repercussions and there should be proper management and proper um, responsibility acknowledged for that. But sh should I be thinking every day that maybe a train could crash into my home? Absolutely not. And um, so it's so important to be tuned into kind of like where we pull in this fear energy and how to guide our minds away from that and into a more uh, expansive place of loving potential. On the 20th, uh, we got a big shift for Mars. Mars has been in Cancer, a very emotional placement. And ultimately, I think it's really been pushing boundaries in Cancer, uh, where if you're a giver, you may have really put been pushed to uh, pull back from that. Um, my Mars is naturally in Cancer, and I have definitely felt that during this transit. I've felt like I've really wanted everybody to fuck off at times <laughs> and just focus on nurturing myself. And, um, you know, that's totally fine. It shows us where the self needs nurturing and where our boundaries need support. So, I think that has been one of the most beneficial things for Mars and Cancer is just creating those boundaries for self-care and self-nurturance. Now we move into Mars in Leo. It's a much easier place just because the energy uh, of fire with fire is is good. You know, Leo is a fire sign and that's just a more conducive energy to getting shit done than when Mars is in a water sign. Um, Mars in astrology, it's our warrior fuel. It represents our physical energy, self-assertion, impulse to act, our sexuality, and self-protection uh, through boundaries. It can ignite our fury, 
though, and we may be more apt to choose war over peace during those peak transit moments. So when Mars enters Leo, we might really feel this new beginning of like self-expression and drama and pride and, uh, um, and you know, there are various stages of pride. I think you can be prideful or you can be proud of yourself. And I think that there are some very positive ways that pride can be expressed. Um, in terms of, uh, of being proud of, of our accomplishments. And then there's where it becomes a downfall, right? So the core essence of Mars in Leo um, is really about being reminded that love and authenticity are going to take courage and then giving us that sort of boost to be more authentic and more loving to have courage, the Oxford Dictionary defines the word courage as the ability to do something that frightens and strengthen the face of pain and grief. And I think Mars and Leo is really giving us the energy to be seen and heard for who we really are. And hopefully that inspires us to share more love and beauty into the world. This is a really good time for performance, for creativity, for public speaking, really for self-expression of any kind, but especially expressions of love. You know, in today's digital age, we're seeing a lot of sharing and attention seeking, but we're not seeing a lot of genuine love being shared, genuine beauty being shared. So um, we want to move away from taking action based on what we can achieve um, and moving into action because it makes our heart sing out. This is a time to do what brings us joy, to be brave in the face of our own vulnerability, to be proud of our life experience, um, no matter the circumstances, and to express ourselves with naked honesty. Um, Leo plays such a big part in this, Gemini, in this Gemini season, and I think it's very beneficial that it does so, because A, we really can use the fire stimulus. Um, to take action and to feel that spiritual impulse. Um, and B, it helps us to connect the head with the heart. And what good is the head if it's not connected to the heart? So I think that um, it's very uh, uh, appropriate and uh, it's a loving touch that we actually have this Leo energy at the same time. On the 21st of May, we've got the sun entering Gemini. So with yesterday's push from Mars and Leo, I think we're more than happy to enter into a lighter and more jovial Gemini season. We collectively will start to feel more social, chatty, and more open to new ideas and experiences. It can be a nice change of pace. And as long as we remain in our choice and don't throw away all the wonderful foundational work we've been doing and staying grounded and connected to our physical senses, I think that we're going to be good in this season. Um, spend time with your friends, take in a comedy show, be flexible in your approach to life. Um, over the next week, this astrology is going to be kind of up and down. We have really lighthearted moments and then we have plenty of square transits. Um, the square transit is when two heavenly bodies are in conflict with one another and they are both pushing their perspectives ardently. The purpose of the square is that the conflict can breed compromise and understanding when wielded correctly. So we want to allow for new pathways to be created through any tension that's building. Think of it as like something is trying to burst forth. A new perspective is trying to burst forth when we're feeling that tension. 
And the advice over this week is to really not waste your time on drama and gossip. Uh, unfortunately, the shadow side of both Leo and Gemini can be just loose lips, sinking ships, and also um, the ability to... What's the what's the word? Uh, this the um the saying. What's the word? It's the saying, and the saying is making a mountain out of a molehill, and that is something that Leo really excels in doing in its shadow element. And then Gemini is just very good at passing on information. So we want to be really careful not to be passing on bullshit information and not to be blowing things out of proportion. Um, to remember that we need to choose our battles wisely. Our inner peace is our own responsibility and that we always have the right and the ability to disengage. On the 3rd of June, we have a full moon in Sagittarius. Um, when our emotions are in the release position, which is the full moon transit, it's time to look at the more uncomfortable feelings we have currently and review events and circumstances that occur around this energy can challenge us. Are you feeling trapped somehow? Do you need a change of scenery to create new inspiration? Are you limiting yourself with self-righteousness or can you seek a higher truth? Each person is on their own path to truth. And as much as we may believe that we know the whole truth, there's still more to discover and we just absolutely cannot know what another human being is experiencing based on our own perspective. So this full moon can highlight self-righteousness or hypocrisy and it ultimately calls for us to practice what we pe preach. We need to do some soul searching where facts aren't adding up, where we may be in denial about our lives. If you're feeling stuck, try a change of scenery, experience another culture or way of life, explore, and above all, remain flexible. I also, you know, I think, I think when I look at the news um, and the way that, and, and also like social media and things like that, um, just the black and white thinking that happens and the blame throwing and it's just so hard for folks to hold two opposite um, viewpoints, you know? Um, it's like, it's very hard for people to have compassion for everyone involved in any one situation. And yet that is what life really calls for. It calls for us to create more understanding and when we create these, this black and white thinking, we're basically doing exactly what um, our shadow authority figures that are kind of running the show behind the scenes of our world want from us. What this world and its authority figures, right, our societal authority figures want for us is to not be a unified force. Because that's power. So for as long as we're in chaos and we're all arguing with one another and we're all blaming the other person, uh, we'll never get shit done. We will never, ever, ever accomplish what we want to accomplish by fucking arguing and passing blame all the time. It's when we sit and go, I'm responsible 
and I see your point and I see what's going on with you and I have compassion for it. I might not agree with it, but I have understanding of it. Uh, that's when we really start to um, make a change. So this is so important for us right now to see where we engage in just hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of not practicing what we pe preach, saying that we're a loving person, and then just applying that where we think people are deserving. No, if you're a loving person, you know that everybody's deserving, regardless of their behavior, and that people who are behaving the worst probably need to receive the most in terms of compassion and love out of us so that they can make their changes too. Speaking of love, Venus is going to enter Leo on the 5th of June. Uh, again, I love that we're connected to this Leo energy during Gemini season because it is so good for the head to be in conversation with the heart. Venus represents how we collectively give and receive love. And in Leo, our agenda is to be proud of our love, to express it exuberantly, and to feel love demonstrated toward us. This is a great time for romance, especially as we're in this social season. So go out and enjoy getting to know one another and putting your heart on display. Relationships can also deepen through expressiveness uh, during this time. Perhaps everyone just needs to hear I love you a bit more earnestly. Don't settle for situations or people who you don't feel cherished and valued by. But other people's lives should not revolve around yours and vice versa. Express your needs, but remember that our loved ones also need to meet their own needs first and foremost. Healthy relationships are built on interdependence. So this is a time to really tune into your own beliefs about love, to tune into your own expressiveness around love. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's a time to really enjoy the romance of life. Um, I think Leo really excels at enjoying that romance, um, and putting effort into that romance. On the 11th of June, Pluto is going to come back into our sphere. It's going to re-enter Capricorn during its retrograde. And then Mercury is going to enter Gemini on the same day. We've 100% been here recently because Pluto, now retrograding, is going to re-enter the anoretic degree of Capricorn that we spent all winter in these degrees at this place. Um, especially February, March for this specific 29th degree of Capricorn. So this is really an opportunity to review and rework as needed. So what was going on for you at that time? You know, how far have you come? Um, think of it as a continued conversation about your personal transformation that you're having with yourself. And this time around, we've got this really helpful placement of Mercury or our mind thoughts communication right at home in Gemini. So Mercury rules Gemini. And so the ability to process new information is uninhibited and we could really find that spark of ingenuity touching on these most difficult subjects that we may not have been able to figure out before. Clarity is coming. In the public sphere, uh, we could see more of the authoritarian structures of our world being disrupted, banks being disrupted. We could see fraud and mismanagement revealed. And now that we've had that taste of freedom of Pluto and Aquarius, we're not going to be going backwards. We, re we really are um, progressing on this, um, creating this free 
world where everybody is equal in terms of we all need to feel valued. We all need to have our needs met. We all need to have opportunity and uh, and love and uh, compassion. And that is something that we can't step away from now. Mercury in Gemini is one of the best times of the year for clear communication. And if you've been searching for the words from now until June 27th, the energy is there for writing and expression. So have those important talks and negotiations, work on that book, share those ideas, you know, sign that contract. This is a good time for that. The last transit I want to talk about for the Gemini season is happening on the 17th of June when Saturn and Pisces stations retrograde and we have a new moon in Gemini. Every year, at least half of the planets spend a good chunk of time in retrograde. So we don't need to feel afraid or downtrodden that these periods will only be full of hardship. They won't. However, the most potent time of a retrograde is the station. So we're going to feel Saturn most intensely today. I discussed Saturn in Pisces in depth in the Pisces season report when Saturn went into Pisces. So check that out if you want to hear, you know, a little bit more about that. Um, Saturn is all about our work and it's not just our careers and ambitions, but our self-discipline and mo most importantly, our responsibility to our inner lives. The treasures we're seeking, the real fulfillment, is related to evolving our inner selves, to becoming empowered by true wisdom. And we need to establish regular routines for our spiritual lives through meditation, breathwork, yoga, walks in nature, whatever works for you. But most importantly, this time spent in contemplation with the self and away from the profit-based distractions of the world around us. A very special thing happens when we dedicate time to this sort of practice. A natural confidence in our own internal compass or our intuition arises. A faith that all is well and in flow with a natural order arises. If we've been spiritually lazy, Saturn's going to come a-knocking during this transit. The world we live in is difficult and we will all experience suffering in one way or another. The medicine is to convene with the magic within. And this is a great time, this... Um, New moon in Gemini, this fresh start, along with this retrograde in Pisces to uh, in Saturn, uh, Saturn in Pisces. This is a great time to move out of spiritual tourism and into real fulfillment through regular practice. And if you need support in doing that, then get that support, you know, make those commitments and show up for them, make those investments um, it's, it's important to do so. I personally have never regretted the investment I make in my own wellness. And I continue to make that investment no matter what stage of my career I'm at. My practice is still ever evolving and ever growing. And I connect with my teachers, with my mentors. I make sure to make time for sessions, whether I'm having an easy time of it or a bad time. I still make that space there for growth and for accountability um, and I make that space for practice and it is something that I don't do so that I, I can get a result that's positive. Um, I do it because that's the lifestyle uh, that I want to participate in to keep the instrument of my intuition clear and knowing and evolving. So hopefully you have those 
uh, modes at your at your uh, fingertips too, and rely on them, trust in them. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to do that stuff either. You know, if you're thinking, well, I don't have the money to invest in it. It costs nothing to stop what you're doing every day for 10 minutes and just focus on your breathing and to just sit with yourself. It's absolutely 100% free. Now, if you need some support in getting to that place where you feel that you can kind of anchor down into that, a practitioner may be able to support you. Um, I'm an astrologer, an energy healing practitioner, and a life coach, and um, I offer my sessions remotely and in person in Kingston, New York, and you can check out all of that, www.rebeccaconran.com. I do have two retreats coming up in Shokan, New York, which is upstate New York. One is at the end of June, and one is in September, and you can kind of see all the details about that. There are three nights, four days retreats all about nurturing in nature and also coming up on June the 20 let me see June 26th I have a um, sound bath performance that I'll be doing at Opus 40 um, here in Kingston area so that's something to look out for too I will post about that on my Instagram at Rebecca Conran um, when I have details on that. It's going to be a summer solstice event um, that I'm performing at. So if you're in the area, I'd love to see you. And it's a really cool space, the Opus 40. So um, maybe that's something that you would enjoy. Uh, All right, loves. Well, that's my Gemini season report and a catch up with you guys. Again, check in with the show notes for any additional links. And I look forward to connecting with you with my next episode and who knows what that's going to be it could be cancer season it could be a little bit more on uh, Jupiter and Taurus we'll have to see how this month goes sending you lots of love